Value Stack podcast is now sponsored by Coinbeast.com. If you need extra one-on-one time to get your Bitcoin questions answered, book a call with a Bitcoin pro at Coinbeast Connect to get expertise you need with topics ranging from security, privacy, mining, lightning network, and more. It's easy to get started. Simply go to Coinbeast.com, click connect at the top of the page, and book a call with the pro for the topic that you'd like to discuss. So uh, thank you guys at Coinbeast for sponsoring this show. And um, check them out at Coinbeast.com to get the Bitcoin support you need. Now, on with the show. This is uh, episode eight, the Ocho. Mm-hmm. BTC back. How are you doing today? Dude, we're good, man. It's Friday today. We're uh, recording live from two different places, as we usually do. Um, it's been, uh, I think, about th- almost three weeks since we recorded our last episode. Um Excited, excited to be back. You know, we've got uh, big, big news in adoption. Not so much excitement in the price, but uh, I think it was higher last time we were we were we were together. But uh, certainly have uh, some exciting things to talk about with you all. Uh, and you know, the weather's getting nice too, so we'll maybe we'll talk about the fall. Mm, I love the cooler weather. It's the best. Yeah, I wonder. Uh... It seems like the cadence of our recording coincides with the price of Bitcoin. I wonder if Bitcoin goes on an ascension to 100,000, 200,000. Are we going to have a podcast out like every two or three days? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's not. I wouldn't say it's really up right now. I mean, it's like, I think it's up today. It was down yesterday quite a bit, so... Um, we were planning on recording for those doubt, for those in doubt, we were planning on recording today already. Uh, so the up price today was just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm mostly kidding about that, but How, um, as some well, of our listeners know, we, we were despondent there at one point. You were, I was good. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> let's hop what, into it. Dude, I want to yeah. know what's uh. You've been in in Taos for a bit. I saw that you did your your uh. You, last night you guys had the second Taos Bitcoin meetup. How did that go? It was great. We we got our first guests. The uh, the first meetup was just my girlfriend Christina and I. Oh, yeah. uh, yesterday, my girlfriend couldn't make it, but Ray uh, Ray filled the hole, and uh, <laughs> Ray's a cool guy. We we we've, we've got a great start. Um, <laughs> it's funny, I've mentioned to you offline that there's a real estate company here in Taos and their front door Mm -hmm. is just a huge, huge Bitcoin. The Bitcoin side. I know you sent me a picture of it when you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you figured out that if you go to TaosBitcoin.com, it takes you to Martin, uh, the real estate guy. uh, Is that the same page? Uh Uh-huh. Same dude. So yeah, I called him yesterday and I was like, Hey, come have a beer. Let's talk about Bitcoin. And he's like, ah, tonight's not going to work. But um, uh, how about uh, next week or the week after or whatever? Uh, he's like, I know a lot of people in Taos that are buying Bitcoin. A lot of people. 
And yeah, I was like, well, have you ever done anything with real estate in Bitcoin like yet? And he super sharp dude talks very quick. He explained like four different ways Bitcoin could kind of play into a, a transaction, but why it hasn't so far. Uh, but he did mention he is helping um, a couple from Washington state that have been mining Bitcoin since 2013. They're looking to buy here in town. Um, they don't have a job. So he said that like in their case, like borrowing is an issue. So they're going to have to basically pay for a house in cash and they're not willing to sell any of the Bitcoin they've mm -hmm. been mining for you know, close to a decade, basically. So um so it looks like they're going to take a pretty big loan against their oh, Bitcoin to buy wow. a house in cash. Yeah. Um, but anyways, those people, I'm sure will start coming to the Bitcoin meetup. And it sounds like Martin has some other folks here in town. So hopefully we get to northern New Mexico and uh, a, a, a bona fide Bitcoin meetup here. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've been following the website. Looks good. Taos, uh, what, what is the website? It's TausBTC.com. Oh, okay, because Taos Bitcoin is is uh, taken by my Martin. <laughs> Freaking Martin. <laughs> Martin. Props to you, Martin, on that. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. Good yeah, we out. we um we had a we had a Denver meetup on Tuesday, and it was the first one we've had in probably a month or so, and mm. it was a good turnout. All things considered, it was especially cold on Tuesday. It was like 40 degrees, which is pretty cold for, for September, you know. Um, and yeah, we're going to be doing another one in a couple of weeks. Uh, Casa and uh, Bitcoin Magazine will be doing a uh, doing one on the 14th of October. But yeah, dude, I'm, I'm good. Anyway, I'm good. I'm glad to hear. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear some somebody showed up and that it's growing. You know, it starts at, <laughs> it starts at zero and, and and it goes from there, dude. So good yeah. on you, good on you for staying persistent on that. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, dude. Gotcha. Well, well should we sad. get into yeah, some topics? Topic. So current events. Let's uh, let's start with Twitter's news. Um, Twitter is implementing Lightning, and I think. People in the know knew this was coming, but pretty exciting announcement. Well, Jack, Jack hinted on it. Jack Dorsey hinted on it. Um, strike on API. Yeah. Yep. The strike API is, is going to be huge. Um, I think that's going to be in all, all kinds of, of different financial uh, on ramps and rails, if you, you know. Really excited to see. So for those of you who haven't heard the news yet, although I imagine everybody has, uh, Twitter has implemented not just Bitcoin, but but among others, Bitcoin Lightning and Bitcoin on-chain payments. They also have integrated Cash App, looks like PayPal, Venmo, many of these different um, APIs. Um, but it was neat because this is like a very, you know, I would just say like white, um, you know, big label uh, launch for for Bitcoin, for, for Strike, for Lightning, particularly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 
I mean, I think you could argue it's kind of the first step in social media being able to get away from the ad-supported model. I know mm-hmm. Jack Dorsey has talked about how he despises the ad-supported model, just creates perverse incentives and in mm-hmm. which content gets gets out there and you know gets gets paid for. Um, so this is pretty cool. I think that they're Twitter's tested a lot of things recently, so I think they're just kind of in a wait and see mode, see how popular this is, how many people are are tipping, and um, I know they're also doing a newsletter. Um, product in beta right now so yeah kind of going after substack yep i actually migrated my substack uh over to review um it seems it seems to be pretty pretty legit and it's featured in my twitter profile so i think i'll get more people to just like circumstantially wind up clicking on it um yeah yeah twitter's doing and i wonder if you know i imagine they'll integrate the lightning into the newsletter and and all of that will be you know, streamlined relatively shortly. And it was cool. They even had some parts about um, encouraging self-custody or at least teaching about it. I don't know if it really encouraged it, but good to see. Good to see, you know, there's some, some drawbacks. It, 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 you receive it in, in, in dollars so I'm not really sure how much I like that. Like if I'm sending somebody Bitcoin, I don't want them to receive dollars. They have to turn it into like they receive that amount of dollars in their strike account. And I don't, I don't want them to receive that. I want, I like, I'll just send, I get it. I get it why they launched it that way, but I want to send them Bitcoin. Yeah. Hopefully soon they have the option at least. Yeah, I don't know why it, why it like why you can only I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd almost be easier just to have a sats to sats. Right, because it's like if I'm sending sats and then they're converting it to dollars and then they're converting it back to maybe that's why because they're converting it to but no, but they're sending sats right. So I'm sending sats. If they can just receive sats, that seems easier. I don't know. Yeah. Probably That'll something probably to do with it. Yeah. Probably they just the launched the Bitcoin feature. wallet. So, yeah. Don't know. But yeah, well, you know. It, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It, it's funny that, like, you know, we've got, like, on the one side of the world, we're like, hey, launching instant permissionless payments or relatively permissionless. And on the other side, we've got China. Um, banning bitcoin for the you know millionth time again to, on the same day it's like we live in you know we're like living in two different worlds basically at this point um the western world is opening up the eastern world is increasing your social credit score restrictions <laughs> yeah 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 i mean you know we should probably mention that like I don't think this has any implications. It's already no, no. Who? I mean, it sounds like they're really cracking down on all the exchanges. So if you've been operating an exchange, like even though they've banned it now a dozen times, a couple dozen times, it's um, <laughs> it sounds like this time they're really going to start to you know have criminal prosecution of anyone who runs an exchange so 
take it, I mean, whatever. But Bitcoin leaving China, I mean, um, Good. you know, I know, I know people have different opinions on Jason Laurie, the uh, MIT Space Force guy who kind of took the Bitcoin world by storm recently. And I, I know yeah. he's kind of po- polarizing figure, but I really do like the way he frames, you know, bi- having Bitcoin as a national security uh, it's, it's like, a, it's, it, it's, a, it's the, a defense mechanism in the 21st century. And China is basically putting down their defenses because they're trying to protect their global, their central what, bank global digital. What currency. if they're like Confucius and Buddha? And they're like, we put down the guns. We don't want to fight. We want to control our citizens with fucking social surveillance. Yeah, I don't think that's what Confucius would do. <laughs> I don't think so either. But, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I don't even think they're. Do, 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 let me ask you: Do you think their central bank is stacking shots on on the low low? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think China owns a shit ton of Bitcoin. Everybody okay. does. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody, like not like your your cousin. But the 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 central banks of the world, particularly China, they have to own it. Even if they own it just through seizure, they own it. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, doesn't the CIA still own uh, Ross Ulbricht's Bitcoin? Something like I don't that. Know. Do they? I'm not sure. I think, I think so. I think you can find that on like large holders of Bitcoin, like the FBI or the CIA or something, still holds the confiscate, confiscated Bitcoin from the Silk Road. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, well, see, you know, U.S. right, the CIA or not the CIA, the SEC. There, there. Gensler was out there. He was, uh, you know, he's talking his talk, walking his walk. I, I think he's way more, uh, way. You know, Coinbase is trying to launch that lending product. I think that he's, he's, he's certainly in my like, from my opinion more bullish on Bitcoin than, than crypto. Maybe he's not yeah. a shit coiner. That'd be good. Yeah. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's pro Bitcoin. And I think, yeah, I don't think so either. I, I, I just I've seen him. In, in, I've seen him give talks at MIT about Bitcoin or like, at least like recordings or I, I don't like, I've seen something about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he definitely knows what he's talking about. And I think that's why he um, appears to be talking down crypto and hasn't really talked, hasn't said anything negative about Bitcoin. And I think that's because he he understands he can't do anything about it at the end of the day. Right, he's in a unique position to where he actually could manipulate, move markets. Maybe it's not that he's worried about like legal implications, but just doing it yeah making making it worse than, than it already is 
right? Um, Brian Armstrong's kind of an idiot. Dude, so like, dumb. I'm never gonna get hired. By, I'm never gonna get hired by Coinbase, so I can't say anything like too bad about him. But dude, he just doesn't want to. I mean, it like looked like it was like you could see the steam coming out of his out his head, dude. From 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 trying to mention he was on the pop podcast or the the uh, the business show, best business show, which I love, by the way. Like it's a great. I watch it almost every morning. I don't even watch CNBC anymore. Um, but Brian Armstrong, you know, it, he was on there and Pomp asked him about Bitcoin and Pomp asked yeah. him about light and lightning and Armstrong was like, you know, I think crypto is going to be, and he's like, no. <laughs> yep. So, but he did say, you know, it's amazing what Bitcoin and lightning are doing and like all of them. So he did say the word. But it looked like it was like gonna make him explode. So I don't know, man. Coinbase. That, that being said, that he makes said no he, sense. I know that makes no sense to me. Well, like, what makes, would Coinbase to- be without Bitcoin? It, they'd be a shitcoin casino, which is exactly what they are. Like yeah. they aren't a Bitcoin company. Like they're a shitcoin casino. Now that doesn't mean that they that company is a an organization doesn't have venture investments and like you know, uh, irons in the fire in a myriad of other projects. But Coinbase, the exchange, makes money through exchanging fiat to Bitcoin, Bitcoin to fiat, and Bitcoin to crypto, and crypto to crypto. And, like, so they, if if you just buy Bitcoin with fiat one time and then withdraw it off their exchange, it's literally the worst thing you could ever do for their business model. So... I just, I think like, but at the same time, they own it. They own, they own, Coinbase owns Bitcoin. Brian Armstrong said he owned a bunch of Bitcoin. So, you know, he's like, uh, tries to be the agnostic. He's like, I I think he said like, I I don't, I don't really, I'm indifferent to who wins. And I'm just paraphrasing, but like, it's like, I'm indifferent to who wins. Uh, You know, I think Bitcoin's got a chance. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, um, I can't. Coinbase is like not the company for me, even though I might be working for them someday. So I will probably eat those words and we'll delete this episode if I ever get hired by them. But until then, uh, and it's like it's fine too. Like I think they they have a right to exist and like they are doing what they are doing and they're doing a great job at adopting to crypto and like all shit, all shit coin roads eventually lead to Bitcoin in my mind. So, um, I think it's fine what they're doing, but I'd like to see them be just a little more like adamant about Bitcoin. There's just hate Bitcoin. It seems. Yeah. That uh, does not make a lot of sense to me, but who am I? Um, so we didn't plan on talking about this, but um, did you by chance see that uh, toxic Bitcoin maximalist debate with Udi, uh, Udi Weidmer or whatever his name is? Um, you, you know, Udi, Udiverse? Mm-mm, I didn't see okay. it. 
he went toe to toe on Twitter spaces with a bunch of Bitcoin maximalists, like toxic Bitcoin maximalists. And I, I couldn't stop listening because it was like, it was like watching a, a car crash. It was, um, honestly, <laughs> some of the Bitcoin maximalists on there made themselves look like such fools. Like I was almost taking Udi's position on a lot of it. I think like fundamentally when you're talking about the coins and when I like talk about what Coinbase does, for instance, it's like they're idiots, they're oblivious. And like you said, they're, they're an altcoin casino. But um, then when I hear the, the rhetoric out of toxic maximalist mouth, it makes me disgusted. Like, I, like I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. I really don't want to be toxic about it. I just, it, it comes across as so narrow-minded and- What did they do that was so toxic? Like, I, I'm like, I didn't listen to it. So like, for, and so our, maybe our listeners haven't either. Like, can you give yeah. us like a, like a 20, 30 second summary of like, what was it, what was so bad about their viewpoint that was so cringy? Yeah. So just the way that they call everything a scam and like NFTs, um, I try not to be a 30 year old boomer and I try to see the opposite side of things. But we are. It. Yeah. It, I mean, a, per, my personal opinion is it's one okay, of the stupidest boomer. bubbles. It's one of the stupidest bubbles we've ever seen. Now that said it, th something is going to come out of it. Like I do think there's something to web 3.0 and ultimately when we start getting real value, um, on, I don't want to say immutable blockchains because that would be Bitcoin. But if we start to get some real value on legitimate blockchains, like there is an actual use case outside of the killer app, which is money and Bitcoin. So anyways, they're debating NFTs back and forth. And Udi was basically saying, I don't, uh, I don't think they're great or anything. I own some though. Like I, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in the space and I'm trying to have an open mind. And I bought some, you know, cheap NFTs and whatever. And the, uh, the, the hate that came out of the, the Bitcoin maximalist mouths, just calling the whole space a scam. Everyone who touches it a scam. If you even, you know, say NFT, you're a scammer. Um, they're all liars. And Udi was making the point. He's like, they're not all liars. Like not everyone who's involved in mm -hmm. NFTs is necessarily a scammer. And then I think what really made the Bitcoiners look bad is they were saying, well, well, we never call them scammers. We never said scammers. And then Udi started throwing up tweets that just like NFTs are a scam. And they just like, you know, tweet after tweet, a Bitcoin maximalist calling everyone a scammer. And then they're sitting there saying, I never said anyone's a scammer. And it was just like, I don't know. It was like, you know, there's one thing like, defending bitcoin's protocol and defending the block size and all that kind of stuff but it's another thing when you can't even accept that blockchains are used for anything else well they're not they're not a really good invention for much else because yeah. they're it makes such trade-offs to achieve decentralization so Agreed. You know, a bitcoin maximalist would know that um right. I don't really see the see the value uh, of a governance token, but I see I do see the the value of digital ownership 
And maybe if we live in like digital realms, then ownership in that realm may become more important than ownership in this physical realm. So I don't completely write them off, but I'm not interested. And, and the opportunity costs and the risks aren't worth it to me. I would never, ever um, spend a single sat on anything, uh, especially NFTs, which I find to be particularly uh, harebrained. But um, anyways, let's uh, let's move on. Well, to the new topic. dude, whenever Grant, <laughs> whenever Grant is is you know, it's all fake, right? Like the money's fake. Everybody's defaulting. Soft default, hard default it's a contagion it's not a contagion it's all fine i mean you've got a global debt uh, you know everybody knows the money printer just goes burr 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 at this point yeah. like it, it, it's it uh, i'm just kind of bored with it it's like give us some give us another uh give us another outcome like for, for just, anyone who hasn't seen what the fuck happened in 1971 google WTF happened 1971, and I mean, the, the, the story of the last 50 years has been kicking the can down the road and right. taking right. on more debt to deal with a debt problem. And we continue to do that, and we get these cracks for now, now and, now and again. Um, you know, we had the global financial crisis. We had... Um, the illiquidity crunch at, during COVID. We, we have Evergrande now. Uh, Evergrande has $300 billion in debt that they're probably not going to be able to repay. Um, sounds like a big number. And, yeah, I think you can argue that it's pretty much contained in China. So uh, they're essentially planned economy and they're going to handle it, whatever. But how are they going to handle it? Money printer go burr. And, you know, I'd say this yeah. is probably bigger, some of the best news for Bitcoin in the world today. And I don't think people are really putting that together. It's just another example of a debt implosion that yeah. uh, is going to be dealt with with more debt. As is always, it's always the solution now and a fiat system. Since, since 1971, you can't print more gold. Yeah, you can dig for it, though. You can dig for it. And, um, you know who else is digging for gold? Our, our, our boating accident of the week. All right, it's time for the boating accident of the week. Boating accident of the week. Dude, do we even, it hurts me to say who it is this time. Another Bitcoiner placed on a pedestal and then. Mm, Mayor Francis Suarez. Miami coin? Come on, dude. Oh, I feel bad that I'm going to Miami for the conference. I'm I'm like, it's just next Bitcoin 22 is just going to be, I, I'm excited for it. Like, I think it's going to be a good time. The conference is going to be 
well done, but I feel like everything surrounding the conference is going to be a big Miami shit, Miami coin plug. Come to Miami coin and like spend Miami. He you heard him say is four cents. He's like, oh, it's only four cents. Bitcoin's thousands of dollars, way better. He's like using unit bias. I'm like, dude. Disappointing. I don't. I don't even want. I'm, I'm not buying Miami coin, no. and I'm not gonna live in Miami either. It's interesting how it's locked in the stacks. Ex- stacks layer. You know, I guess stacks is like kind of a side chain of sorts. It's on the rootstock blockchain. That's you can mine at the same time. It's secured like at the same peg or something as Bitcoin. I got to learn more about it, but. Um, it is using stacks, which is interesting, which is secured with Bitcoin. So maybe Mayor Suarez has a, you know, a, a, a redeeming trait. Um, but Mayor Suarez quit the pump and dump suit. It's Bitcoin, Miami coin. Come on, dude. He's going to go down his value stack. Episode eight's voting accident of the week for that. He'll. <sighs> Miami coin, Miami coin. I just wanted you to remember that this episode, (laughs) Miami coin, dude. All right. So that's this week's value stack boating accident. What are we going to do for our, I think like in the last couple episodes, we've done like some actionable, like more like traditional finance segment. Uh, What are we doing for like, what are we doing for that? This like, We did like a behavioral finance one. Then we did some like risk management tips. What are we doing this? What are we doing this week? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I am uh, I'm balls deep in the traditional finance world. I do that many hours uh, of every day. And, um, Rip. and, and it's, uh, I live a double life of sorts because I hold these very strong beliefs about um the 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 the, i don't know the the whole the global the the global economy is in as well as the solution being bitcoin but then i advise clients to to do other things and um i listened to a podcast yesterday that i I really i can't believe it um i I can't believe it impacted me the way it did because it was with kevin o'leary and um, if anyone listened, Kevin O'Leary was on Peter McCormack's What Bitcoin Did podcast. And he was talking about, and he's an investor in Bitcoin, um, as well as other cryptocurrencies. And he was talking about how ESG is a major roadblock for Bitcoin ad- adoption in the traditional finance institutional what's world. What, what's ESG? I'm sorry? You said, okay, so you said ESG is a major roadblock for institutional adoption in the traditional yep. world. What is ESG? Environmental, social, and governance factors. So this is like the companies that care about the world and like, or something like that. Like, can you, can right. you tell, like, just explain a little yeah. bit? Like, what is that? Like, Basically, what is an ESG? Con- they, they check boxes. They check boxes. They they virtue signal. Okay. It's 
Um, they, they put people on their board, they appoint basically over any investment committee at an institution today, whether it's a sovereign wealth fund, whether it's a hedge fund, um, on top of the investment committee, you're going to have a basically an ESG committee. And um, a lot of people outsource that to BlackRock. Uh, BlackRock does kind of defines the environmental, social, and governance um, uh, sort, sort of define the spectrum of what's how you score. Do they the assign the rankings too? I mean, uh, effectively, the they, 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 they assign, they, they the, assign the criteria. They assign the criteria. So they're like the S&P, the Moody's, but for ESG instead of insurance credit credit rating. BlackRock, yeah. in a way. Exactly. Yeah, we all know how good centralized rating agencies do in general. Centralization. Anyways, so, yeah. And, and, and I guess... What, what I grapple with being in the Bitcoin and the traditional finance world is part of me listens to what he was saying um, and just gets angry and says like, well, we don't need the institutions. Like the whole point of Bitcoin right. is that this is like a grassroots technology that's going to replace the traditional finance world and all these virtue signaling talking heads that don't, you know, like don't really think about I mean, they, they think about making money and that's about it. So, uh, you know, part of me says that, but then the other part of me looks at that and thinks, wow, he's got some really valid points. Like if, if you're a fund that's focused on environmental, social and governance scores, it is hard to buy Bitcoin. It, it really is hard to buy a, an asset that uses as much electricity each year as Sweden. Um, now, again, again, now, I, but, but before you interject, I just got to say, if you understand the value, if you really understand Bitcoin, then that's a small price to pay. It's a small price to pay. And, uh, you know, I think a point that uh, Peter McCormack made in that I would also, I, I was thinking in my head was the social and governance. Like they're thinking all about the environment and they're completely forgetting social and governance. And like so much of the world's social and governance problems come because of the central banking mm, that's a good apparatus point. we find ourselves living so i think yeah. you know bitcoin scores extremely well in s and g but in order to think that way you have to really understand bitcoin and these people that sit uh, on the investment committees at these institutions they don't understand bitcoin they think cryptocurrency is an asset class they hear that ethereum uses as much electricity as you know an electric vehicle after they move to proof of stake or whatever i'm just making that up i don't know uh, a, a lot more than an electric vehicle, but they, they're going to look at the space and they're going to say, you know, until we can tell our shareholders and we can tell the rating agencies essentially, or BlackRock that Bitcoin's doing something about the, the, the energy usage, uh, we just, it, it, it's against our mandate, you know, and, and they have these mandates and ultimately they're going to be wrong. And the ones that, that ditch their mandate last, they're going to lose the most, but um, but I think he has a good point, at least in near-term adoption. If we're going to see, you know, a million dollars a coin in the next cycle, we're not going to do that without institutional money. I mean, there are a lot of plebs in the world uh, that are stacking hard these days. But um, I, I think he makes a good point that in order to get really meaningful adoption, unfortunately, we're going to have to play their game 
And yeah, I mean, you already hear Michael Saylor kind of doing this already. He's yeah, pandering. He's, to... he's pandering. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, yeah. What are your thoughts? I think that you damn them all to hell. They're going to learn, get on board or adopt or die. Um, you know, this whole pandering uh, thing is part of the problem with our civilization. I think you absolutely nailed the, the SG part. It's not good in the E because we don't understand what the E even means. Like, I think like we think that the, we think that our use of energy is somehow uh, a problem when, when in fact use of energy is directly correlated to increasing standard of living. I'm serious. It's like, if you pay for the energy, it's no one's business to tell you what you use it for. Um, I do think that you're right in that it doesn't fit the narrative. Well, I think that toxic Bitcoin Bitcoiners would say F their narrative. Who cares? Don't, don't cooperate. That's part. That's the problem. We're like, we have to modify our behavior just to, to fit these boxes. Like what, that's why I asked what, I mean, that's not why I asked, but like I asked to like, in case listeners didn't know, but like what, like the, what is the ESG? It's just like, Oh, it's just like you pander and fit these boxes with like, Oh, number of women or like amount of carbon or like number of non-white people on your board. Like it's all these like, dude, if I was like, yeah, I, to me, it's like, we're not going to get anywhere until we stop until we stop virtue signaling because we are like we're gonna get canceled for this but i don't care like <laughs> like like uh dude when i met you you were like much more virtue signaling than you are today and like we're friends because i think you appreciate that i am just like i don't i don't like beat around the bush with you and like mm-hmm. to a degree like you have you have like like softened me like not softened but like you know you you've taught me things and like how to look at different perspectives too like you know i grew up in the south real opinionated and real real stupid and you grew up in california like where everybody's super yuppie liberal open-minded right and i think our first interaction i was like nice socks and you're like thank you and i was like wasn't a compliment and you're like i took it and you're like i took it as one and 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 it's like and i was like oh like okay like but you know it's like like that kind of like i was being kind of closed-minded and you challenged that and it like made made me kind of like hmm all right like maybe the way i'm operating isn't necessarily like the best way um you know so like i appreciate that like we as a species are constantly like challenging one another and pushing the envelope both on like what's acceptable and what's possible. Um, I, I do appreciate that side of the ESG movement. Um, but Bitcoin, I, I, I vehemently believe Bitcoin is good for the environment because I have an understanding that we have, or, or it, let me say this, it, it's good for humans. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily good for the environment. I truly don't have enough um, background to, to be qualified to make a, make a statement like that. But what I can say is that I do think that I know that 
energy consumption, and I said this earlier, like energy consumption is directly correlated to increases in standard of living uh, and, and at least like preventable death uh, to some degree, like disease, malnourishment, et cetera. So to that degree, you should look for energy wherever there's more energy consumption, you probably have better quality of life. So if you're consuming a lot of energy that, and the energy is consumed to mine Bitcoin, that must be an indication that there's a great standard of living there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be using it to mine Bitcoin. They'd be using it to power electricity to turn their lights on instead or keep their freezers running or something. So it's a signification of excess capital. And it's excess capital that's not subsidized. It's actually bought and purchased. Now, maybe some some places, you know, I could say it's subsidized, I guess, maybe, but mostly that was in like China where there was free energy and now China's ban like China's banning it. So, you know, anybody, any, all the miners I know pay for the electricity, uh, that they, that they mine Bitcoin with. So, you know, um, nothing's black and white, nothing simple, but ultimately I think Bitcoin brings about an energy revolution due to necessity of invention. You have, because it's going to consume so much energy, and because it does bring about social and governance benefits, we have, we're going to be forced to solve this E problem. But the E is also a feature because that E part anchors what is a digital token in the physical world. And removing that removes that tether between the virtual world and the physical one. Because there's this problem where you can copy digital things over and over and over again with, in, with no energy. Uh, and, and, and the proof of work mechanism assures that that's not able to be done. So, um, I think it's insulting to Satoshi that we are, you know, still debating whether proof of work is bad. Um, if you look up Kardashev civilizations, you'll learn that, you know, for 50 plus years, scientists have been not only tracking increases of standard of living with energy consumption, but forecasting exponential growth in energy consumption with bitcoin or without so yeah yep and I, I i like jeff booth the the question he he asks over and over um to, to to people in positions of power you know can we solve the um you know whether you want to believe it's real or not like the the global warming issue in a necessarily inflationary environment it, in a system where we need constant growth and rising prices of everything in that system is it even possible to tackle climate change no. that's a really good question it's a really really good question um, I, don't, I don't think it is but maybe we'll save that answer for we'll discuss that more on the next show right and Democrats, I mean, they, they would say, well, yeah, we can. Uh, let's print $3.5 trillion for the Green New Deal. It's like, well, that's hurting the people you pretend to protect. I And I don't think that's making the problem any better. So anyways, that's... Uh, there's, a fundamental mis there's a fundamental misunderstanding that money cannot be printed without repercussion. AOC made that pretty obvious on her Twitter. Like it's not, but it's not just her. I'm not just picking on her. Like it's any other. I, there, there's a quote. I don't know by who, but I like it. It's like if if money printing was the answer, we would have discovered it thousands of years ago. 
That's right. That's like, right. Everyone who did discover money printing as a solution, well, they don't exist anymore. Anyways, we That's should right. probably wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah, we're at the 45 minute mark. Tight, tight. Well, um, yeah, we've got uh, lots of lots of lots of cool things happening um, at the bottom of this link. There's all these like referrals for wallets or free Bitcoin to get meetings with Coinbase Pro uh, Connect Bitcoin Pros, get rewards cards, all the all the good stuff. We launched a uh, another uh, newsletter too. Um, and you may have noticed that we've done a little bit of different editing here. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This is episode eight of value stack. Um, definitely leave a comment. We would love, we, you know, we don't get enough feedback. Uh, it's not cause of the lack of listeners because we've got both of our, both of our grandparents listening. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, my grandparents died a while ago. Um, so they're listening from a different dimension, which is yeah, where this yeah. guy's parked the, the death star, the Bitcoin death star. <laughs> well, you got any good plans for the weekend? Uh, my girlfriend's best friend is in town and so probably showing her around. Um, I, I, I said that to a client today. I said, yeah, my girlfriend's best friend is in town. We're going to be showing her around. And she said, well, as soon as your girlfriend becomes your wife, when their best friend comes into town, that's when you say, honey, I'll get out of your way. I'm going golfing. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but no, it just, good life just advice. So happens. Yeah, just so happened. She's really cool. So um, we will probably go tubing down the Rio Grande or I don't know, something outdoors. Damn, that sounds beautiful. Uh, yeah, we were gonna go, okay. I'm going to edit this so we can get it out tomorrow. And then... Uh, going to put some finishing touches on this presentation that we're doing in a couple weeks uh, in Denver working on the weekend, but you know, chilling, probably enjoy some weather outside, maybe uh, sit in the hot tub, something like that. So beautiful. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thank you guys for listening. This is episode eight of value stack. We'll catch you next time. Yo, chap. Peace.